0: I'm here to talk to you about the initiative for the Guardians of the Multiverse. And here to talk about that with me is John Mills. Rolls off the tongue, really. It does. It does. Um, I should have practiced that more before we started recording.
1: Uh, Jeffrey Wright didn't. Why should you?
0: (laughs) Actually, I was reading that Jeffrey Wright... uh, spent a lot of time researching the character of the Watcher and then the kind of voice that he would want to give and he he decided on on, on he wanted this kind of almost uh, Oxford professor type sound without necessarily British accent but that kind of like look you know
1: uh, I'll, so anyway. I'll never yeah. knock Jeffrey right no, I think he phenomenal. is one of the most talented actors out there right now I love him. and I thought I thought what was well you know what wait before yeah well, why but, don't you introduce yeah, what we're but,
0: talking about <laughs> Of course, you know that you're listening to the bonus show here on TFM within the 602 Club, Assembling Avengers. And uh, John, we've reached our first animated series uh, for the MCU called What If? And in fact, this is actually season one. Um, They're going to be doing future seasons. So Uh, but before we get into all that, huge thank you to everybody who's listening. We love that you are really appreciate it. Of course, make sure you're subscribed and you'll get the entire show, bonus shows and all, as soon as they drop. Uh, Hit us up on social media, at the 602 Club or at the 602 Club TFM on Instagram. We'd love to talk to you there. That's would just be great and to have your follow. Of course, uh, on whatever platform you're listening to the podcast, hit the subscribe button uh, and also, we would really appreciate it if you go to Patreon and support us there. Uh, Christy and I, in fact, just recorded and released on Patreon a special bonus episode, The VIP Room. You can only get that on Patreon if you want to hear our best and worst of 2022. That's the only place you could do it. So you got to go to patreon.com slash FM and become a part of the team here at TFM. And you can get bonus episodes just like that from us. Uh, you can also of course find us online at Trek.fm, Facebook at facebook.com slash the Trek FM. And you can join our listeners and lead session group on Facebook called the Babel conference and talk to listeners from all over the world about all of the different shows that we're doing here on the network. So we're in the first animated series, John. And yes, before anything else, I, I, uh, I actually wanted just to ask you about the idea of this being an animated series and about the animation. Because in any animated movie uh, or show, uh, TV show or whatnot, the the most important thing about it... Uh, well, one of the most important things about an animated series or movie is the animation itself. And yes. so how did this work for you uh in this series did you like the animation style did you feel like the the kind of like mimicking of like 2d animation even though it's not really 2d it's like 2.5d uh did did it work did, did it feel like epic enough for you with what we're trying to do with this series
1: yeah i uh i, I just want to say i know we'll get to the history of everything but Growing up, I was a big fan of stealing into my brother's comic book collection and reading the What If series. I was mm-hmm. always a huge fan. I was one of the dorks in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 that when Stan Lee's cameo was him talking to the watchers, I was cheering mm-hmm. in the audience right. going, yes, finally, yes, they're there. Oh, you're now, that dork. Okay. Makes I was. Sense. I was heard yes. all up and down the eastern <laughs> seaboard. I was. I was so dorky. It was unbelievable. But in terms of the animation style... I will freely admit it it was something for me to get past. There is a there is a place for all types of animation. This type of animation that looks like uh rotoscoped people is very interesting because it's flat while trying not to be flat. It's sort of like what uh, I think it was Linklater did that experiment he did a scanner darkly and they had a mm-hmm. you know right. where they had yep. the actual Actors and then they scan them It's almost like this halfway spot Between what you do with blue box Theaters like episode 3 Or avatar And then what you do with rotoscoping Like they did with uh, Snow White Or Cinderella or something like that right? And it's um, It's interesting But it's not There's just something that's Too smooth about it in the computer era I And I know that's a Really weird thing because the still images are interesting to me but when they start moving it's almost like a reminder of the uncanny valley and i don't like living in that valley if that makes any sense
0: yeah i i go back and forth on it like i think the, i think the i think it's fine right but i think i wanted it to be more than fine And I think maybe this series is a little bit ruined for me because we've already seen Into the Spider-Verse where you did Mm -hmm. a comic book film that's animated and you went all out in creating something that mimics the look of comic books, even from like the dot matrix look of the characters in some ways and when the printers back in the day in like the 80s. Like there's, uh, you know, and before that. So there's just something about this, which it's fine. But I think to me, what it lacks is like, this might sound really harsh, but artistic integrity, like it doesn't feel like a lot of thought was really put into the artwork itself in, in the way that like you know when i watch like the clone wars or uh the bad batch or something like that that computer animation like it looks like painstakingly created and it looks painted and it has a, a an artistic feel but this feels almost like ai animation instead of like uh something that i don't know has has um a more specialty feel yeah. to it so i don't i don't mean it to be yeah. overly harsh but it, do you no, see what I, I'm saying, though?
1: I get, wh- I get what you're saying. I, I know, I, like, and I'm struggling with you. Artistic integrity isn't like the right phrase, it's but I know not. what you're going for. No, no. but I mean, like, I know what you're going for there, where, again, look, we, we both love Clone Wars. we we'll listen to Aggressive Negotiations find out how much at some point. But it really is one of those things where I want something that's stylized. Let, let's take something yeah. that yeah. follows a similar sort of style to this, Archer the very funny spy spoof series that's been on FX for 3,000 years. H. John Benjamin does the voice of Archer. Aisha Taylor. You have all of these these fantastic voice actors uh, on there. And it's a very funny show, especially if you've ever watched a James Bond movie. That has a similar sort of uh, heavy contour feel to it, but it commits to the cartooniness of it. This, I think what we're both getting at maybe is that it's caught between the photorealistic world. That's sort of, again, avatar sort of attempt to make photorealistic stuff Mm -hmm. and the archer. We're going to embrace the comic bookiness of it. Right. Stuff. Yeah. And I think it creates, I think that's what creates this weird sort of, Mm -hmm. it doesn't exist in a clear way. And I think that maybe what you're hitting on here is that, It feels like they did something with computers that would just be the quickest way. And I know that's not the case. There's a team of dedicated people that worked on this. There have to be. But the movement and the structures, you you know what? I'll go ahead and say this. The lighting sucked. Let's take The Bad Batch, which you and I both love. And regardless of what anybody thinks about that show, what do we rave about constantly? the light sourcing. It looks like film. Those characters don't look like they could walk off the screen. They don't look real. I can tell I'm, I'm watching a stylized cartoon, but the lighting in those scenes is breathtaking and it's painstaking and it's artistic. I, what I lack with this is that editorial and design flair that I'll go ahead and, and own up to it. I've been spoiled by Lucasfilm Animation And that's, that's my measuring stick. And this didn't hit that. The lighting, if anything, seemed very profound, like the, the shot choices. I didn't really see anything dynamic in them. I didn't see any focus pulls. I didn't see any sort of dynamic way to push this. You know what it is here? Doesn't feel like it pushed. It didn't try to push an envelope. It just tried to exist.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, because I think, you know, you're making a, an interesting point in the, with, you know, when you have something like Clone Wars, Bad Batch on one side, and you have uh, Into the Spider-Verse on the other side, right? And you have these yep. two different types of variations of ways in which you can go about things and creating something that I think looks unique and special and different. And I think, you know, this... Blacks even some it, it you know put it this way i want this to look better than a dc home video animated film that they put out right and i mm-hmm. and in many ways that's kind of what this feels like and you know when this is part of the mcu and it's part of canon and all of those things for uh, and it's part of phase four you know and the stories that they're telling here or where you know cracking open the idea of the multiverse in a way that really helps people start to begin to grapple with that idea too um at, you know right after loki like uh, you know i want this to have its own special feel which uh, you know just just in the animation it just doesn't have that, that special feel to me. And, and that's just kind of what I was looking for coming into this series. Well, when you touch on with the
1: multiverse aspect of it, we'll, we'll get more into this, but I, I'll, I'll leave this little taste out there for you before, before you shift our gears. What if, as a comic book series, didn't care about tying them together? The, what made that comic book series a lot of fun was each month that it came out, it was just... It, if I were to look back as an adult and look on it, it was as if as if each month was a bunch of people got high in a room and somebody said, <laughs> right. Hey, you know what would be cool? It's like Captain America was really Spider-Man. And somebody was like, Yeah, make that. And it's like, that's the spontaneity I'm looking for. And... I think that this animation style and then other things, it lacks the spontaneity I was looking for in this. Mm-hmm. There, there are moments of it where I'm like, oh, that's the – oh, that's going to be the next one. Right. And then it wasn't the next one. I was like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. That's fine.
0: So let's I, – I think, I think that's an important thing to, to talk about then um, was the idea that you know the classic, like you said, what if series – doesn't connect it doesn't have anything to do with one another it really is just one-off stories uh, that you were then uh, you know able to just have fun with you pop in you pop out that's it you know and this series not only um, does it end up kind of coming together in the end um, but it does for us. It gives us a taste of not only where we've been a little bit in the series with the multiverse, but also gives us a taste of kind of things that we're going to see in the future coming up, which is it kind Mm -hmm. of, uh, we introduced captain Carter. We introduced the idea of Dr. Strange, you know, being super dangerous, uh, and even Wanda the same way. And, you know, uh, which plays into what we saw. And so, there are ways in which this is connecting to the larger MCU. It sounds like to me, that's actually a hindrance to this show rather than a positive.
1: I think so. I, I would prefer just for once to just stop with the continuity crap there. I said it. I went into this uh, and for anybody listening, we're, 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 again, we're still in the territory of most of this stuff. There's only going to be one thing we go in through phase four where I've seen it before now. Going into this series, what I was hoping for, and I know so, somebody can always say, oh, well, you just let your expectations get in the way. I was hoping for just a week to – let's just have some fun. Let's just let our hair down. And I'm bald, so letting my hair down is very difficult. But, like, let your hair down. Let's just chill out. Every episode is just, like I was saying with the series, it's just a crazy idea. And it's what's annoying to me about it as well is because of the way they go with it overall, I think, compelled them to do things in such a way that made that final episode work. As opposed to just saying... For instance, let's talk about the one that, that everybody talked about for a while, I know, which was T'Challa becomes Star-Lord. All of a sudden, the Ravengers are good people, and he's made the universe a better place, and even Thanos doesn't have any interest in doing his thing, and Nebula's okay. Like, it's one of those things where that one choice wouldn't have affected all of that. It's more believable to say oh well if Tony Stark isn't there then the Avengers look completely different and maybe Thanos could win sort of thing because the Avengers never coalesce around a leader but it's just this it feels like they bent every story toward that last episode as opposed to just letting them be freeform insanity which is what I was looking for
0: yeah, this is, uh, I mean, this is interesting because we're on opposite sides of the table because I I was thinking to myself in those first few episodes, like, okay, why am I watching this? What, why does it matter? You know, like, and, and I may, you know, we've all been trained in Marvel to ask that question. Why does it matter? And, but I think the thing that I liked personally about, the way in which this does connect is it has minor implications, I guess, across the board, but it was still its own thing. And to me, by it kind of telling its own contained story that doesn't really have connections outside necessarily. I mean, you know, there's, there's little things here and there, but otherwise like, one, they they create this what-if based off of all of this, the series so far. So they're, they're playing within their, their own universe and pulling and creating stories based on that, which I thought was fun. But to me, the biggest strength is the fact that it all connects together and is cohesive. And to me... I felt like this might be some of the most inventive work the MCU has done in a long time because they weren't having to be beholden to everything else, and they were just able to, like, ratchet it up to 12, the crazy aspect, you know? And so to me, that's what, like, where... And it kind of came together all on its own... And it didn't necessarily have to do with anything else. It's like I was by the end, I was like really invested in it because to me, there were episodes where I was watching him like, "Why are we doing the zombie episode? This is not enjoyable to me." But see, but
1: see, the zombie episode—that's one of the ones where I'm like, "Yes, this is what I'm here for," because uh, they had a zombies comic book series. That was right. fantastic. I was hoping they were going to introduce the way they did in that series. They wound up eating Galactus right. in the comic books. Yeah. And so imagine zombies with the power cosmic. Right. And it was like, that's insane. That's off the charts crazy. Right. Whereas this, there's the, there are those moments of off the chart crazy, but then they feel obliged to keep people – Moving forward so that they develop the characters in a certain way. I liked the Doctor Strange story. me too. Even though my biggest complaint about the entire series is this. Again, this is one man's opinion. Feel free to hate him for it. Where this would have been 15 or 20 minute episodes if I were the producer. I would have said... 37 minutes is asking a little much. 32 minutes is asking a little much. We can get this done in 15 to 20 minutes. There's nobody who's coming into this cold. Nobody was reading What If who wasn't already a, a Marvel Comics fan. Nobody's watching the show that hasn't watched the MCU already. Let's take a Tales of the Jedi approach and just do. Sorry, I, I keep referencing Lucasfilm and, and, and Lucas Animation. Can't help myself. But seriously, let's just do 15, 20 minute episodes because it's less of an ask. And I honestly think I would have been more forgiving of the tie it together thing because I would have gotten there so much faster. And maybe that's a function of the fact that I watched it all at once. I binged it instead of watching. This was released weekly, right?
0: Uh, I think so.
1: Yeah. Because if it was released weekly, I get the 30 a 37 minute thing okay that's although although honestly subtract eight minutes for credits each week yeah um i kind of get that but i do you do you see what i'm saying no like, i, I do I, I honestly think it works yeah. better no that I, way.
0: I think i you're 100 percent right i did feel like some of the episodes could have been cut down for time specifically uh you know just that that they felt a little bit long i i think one of those episodes was the zombie episode where I, I don't hate the episode and, and, and anything like that. And in fact, I ended up actually enjoying the way it played into the finale. You know, I thought that was really funny uh, when he, you know, does the thing and he pours all the zombies out on, you know, our Ultron God. Ultron. It's, it's yeah. great. Um, But, I you know, I 100% agree with you. Some of them could have been shorter. And, you know, like, like you spending all this time in Lucasfilm animation for all these years now, they are masters at uh, creation of stories that have the exact right amount of time that is needed. And they've really honed that craft. And part of that is, and we've talked about many a times, aggressive negotiations and in the 602 Club, how George Lucas was such a violent editor right like he just cut and cut and cut until he couldn't cut anymore because he was trying to make sure that everything worked pacing-wise and story-wise and like it just everything was rocking and rolling the whole time and i think this sto- this series could have benefited from that but one of the things i felt like this series also was able to do was was to take things that if you look at our ratings and you'll get them later um you know, we both can't oh, yeah. stand the Ultron movie. You know, Age of Ultron's terrible. So true. But so this true. series makes him so much cooler and scarier in the end, right? Like, so there were ways in which they were able, again, being able to take everything up to 12, um, I think it allowed them to be able to create stories to which in some ways one upped things that we actually saw in the MCU movies and 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 created a story which was way more entertaining Ultron being one of the prime examples uh there and much more interesting um and and so to me that was mm-hmm. one of the other huge pluses of this series
1: I, I i won't deny that's a plus seriously i won't deny that's a plus Th- this is um you know, I I couldn't say it any better. Yeah, that that, that is that it, that does work to the advantage. I, I the thing is, I don't think you and I are so far apart. Um, I know that you prefer the tie it together, connected sort of thing, and I'm I'm more the free form, let's get crazy. I don't care whether it comes together at the end, guy. There are just certain things where it could have just worked. Yeah, it, you know, to your point, cut it to the bone. Don't feel obliged to make it 30 minutes each week. Just, okay, this one's a 15-minute story. This one's a 20-minute story. This one's a 37. This one's a 45-minute story. Okay. I mean, I even think the finale, I was like, okay, okay, yeah, I get the point. I get the point. Let's keep moving. Let's keep moving. And I would have preferred it to keep moving. Um, But I, I would be interested with you – What do you if you were forced to pick the absolute high point of the series? Because I think this will give everybody an indication of like what worked and what didn't for everybody. If you had to pick a high point, like an episode where you're like, that's the one that if I if I'm gonna rewatch, I'm looking forward to rewatching it. What is that one? What is that episode?
0: Well, uh, in all honesty, I I think the first episode of the series is fantastic. Um, I, I loved the way they retold the story of Captain America um, with Peggy Carter. It helps that I already love that character anyway, so I'm very invested there, uh, you know, in the fact that you got Haley Atwell back to do the voice. To me, that created a story to which I was immediately going to love. It's already one of my favorite movies anyway, uh, The the original Captain America in the series. So, To me, um, I I think that one really sticks out. Um, And I think the other one that did that for me was what if Ultron won, Uh, which is episode eight. Then, of course, that leads into nine. And it just, that's that's the place where it's like they did something where they took a character I didn't really end up loving in the films at all and didn't like what they did with them, didn't like the movie that they were in, and created something to which I'm like, why didn't they do something more like this? Because this is amazing. um, And it makes this character, like, incredibly scary. Uh, and so, yeah, I that was... Those two, to me, were real standouts and ones that I just absolutely gravitated towards. So... What was it for you what were what was the one or two episodes you're like, "Oh, I'd go back and watch that again
1: well honestly, what if zombies what was really great but the the high that so that's definitely in my top two, but the top of it for me honestly was what if Doctor Strange lost his heart instead of yeah, his hand That was a great
0: episode, yep
1: because that was the self contained one that was true like those are the two if you ask me the two truly self contained ones where one moment in time and then the, it has that le- With Doc, what if Doctor Strange lost his heart instead of his hands you have that classic lesson if you can't let go you could destroy everything it's the Darth Vader lesson of you have to be willing to just say sometimes I can't win and that's that's one of those things and I thought it was you know it stretches a little bit this is one of the ones like conversely it's one of the ones I thought could have been a couple of minutes shorter but mm-hmm. yeah it was interesting to me because I get that it's, it's an emotional beat that makes sense and is interesting to explore every time. How is this going to turn out?
0: Well, and but
1: then, the you know,
0: yeah, go on. In all honesty, that is one of those two that is really going to play into what comes up when you get to the multiverse of madness. And I think it would have been interesting for me to have seen this episode before I saw that movie because mm. I think I would have ness- I would have had more fear about what Doctor Strange might do in that film than I did going in because this allows you to see some very important things beforehand that make some of the conversations even that happen in that film I'm I'm being very vague John hasn't seen that movie yet and I don't want to ruin anything there for I him I have not So but people you will know what have. I'm talking about that have seen it and I think it makes those uh, mean a lot more uh and so yeah i agree with you that that really was a, a phenomenal episode and and i do think as well that's one of the few episodes too that has almost every single original voice in it um mm-hmm. and i think yep. that made it i mean the fact that they got tilda swinton back and rachel mcadams was a shocker to me uh but you know Tilda Swinton as the ancient one is legitimately one of my favorite characters in the MCU because of the way she played it. And she's just so good in that role. And I felt like that was maybe that episode and the first episode are the ones where I felt like the characterization and the characters felt more real to the characters that we'd seen in live action. Uh, which was pretty phenomenal. Now, let
1: let me say as well that what what will make you giggle is what I thought really worked about What If Zombies. What made that work was it it seemed like a Zack Snyder spin on zombies. I mean, yeah. And again, yeah. it, it comes from the comic books that they did and everything where it's like, it's not just the mindless shambler sort of thing. It's the... Tony Stark has the Iron Man armor and he's a zombie and he wants to eat people and he has just enough intelligence left to use the Iron Man armor to do it. That's a, that's a horrifying concept. You know, like it, that's unsettling in the extreme, but let me, let me throw this out. What is the least favorite episode of these nine episodes? What is the one where even though it might quote unquote tie into the ending, you say, it could have been 8 episodes they could have cut this and i wouldn't have even cared
0: it's the thor episode uh that one was like all the thor movies uh you know especially the last two um it's uh or uh, yeah the last two specifically um i mean it's fine it just it's aggressively fine in the most fine that you can be. And, and I just, I was kind of bored with it. And that's absolutely an episode that just, it goes on too long. Uh, oh, yes. mainly because the, the continued fights between Carol Danvers and, uh, Thor, it's like, okay, we get the point. Let's speed this up. And, and I just felt like that episode could have been edited down to be a 20 minute episode. If they need, I think it, it, it could have been a,
1: I think it could have been a 12 minute episode. Um, I agree with you. That one, that one was the one where I started disconnecting, where I just said, if anything, I think it makes what if Ultron one more interesting because you come off of that Thor were an only child one and you come into what if Ultron one and just the title you say, oh, okay. Okay. We're being serious again. Okay, cool. We, we, we're, we're telling a story here because that Thor were an only child one that, that is, that is, um, Stranger Things season two, the episode where she goes off with the other kids. Yes. Where you're like, oh, my God, you could even just cut this thing and just like, oh, like nobody even talks about that episode anymore because they just don't even care.
0: that episode legitimized us talking about Howard the Duck because he was featured prominently in that episode and he married Darcy, which is hysterical.
1: Yes, although he did make an appearance in What If T'Challa became a Star-Lord. So
0: I know, know, I know, but I mean, I was just like, okay, the one redeeming value of this episode is the fact that Howard the Duck is so prominently in it and that he marries Darcy, which shows that he, you know, Howard's always got a so thing you, for you heard- for uh, you know, human chicks.
1: So there you go. You heard it here first. Matt is now elevating Howard the Duck to his top third of the MCU movies. Um, <laughs> no, I just said it if.
0: legitimized us talking about no, it. no, no,
1: no, no backs, No take backs <laughs> You just said it. You just said it. That, that's what I heard. That's what I heard. Oh, that's what I insist. Uh, my, my runner-up for least favorite episode, in all honesty, and it pains me to say this, is uh, what if T'Challa became a Star-Lord? Because it's one thing for it to be a butterfly effect where it's like, oh... The end of that one was the most interesting part where ego shows up and Peter is not who he is. You know, he's not star Lord. He's just a guy working it at a fast food joint. And that's the best cliffhanger because that's the one where the watcher says with serious implications. And it's like, Oh my gosh, that's right. If, if Peter wasn't equipped to stand up to ego the way that he did, yeah. oh, geez, yeah, we all would have been done. Mm-hmm. That would have undone yeah. everything. And so, in a sense, that's, that's almost the the more interesting. But I, I just didn't like the fact that simply making T'Challa Star-Lord, mm-hmm. all of a sudden, everybody was sunshine and rainbows and sugar cookies. And it's like, mm-hmm. that, yeah. no, yeah. Thanos wouldn't stop being Thanos because of that. He wouldn't care. It doesn't make any sense. But that's just me. Well,
0: yeah. No, I 100% agree with you. And, you know, I think one of the the things that was special about the series, though, and even though I didn't personally love that episode, uh, it was so great to hear Chadwick Boseman again. Oh, you for know? sure. I mean, yes. especially yeah. now. Um, And mm-hmm. it just even in that role and even in what he does in in later episodes he just has such a heart and soul for that character like it it just reminded me how much i miss his presence in the MCU because he has such a presence even in animation mm-hmm. and so you know whether or not i loved the episode that they starred with him in I did love that he was back in this series and you know I liked how he was able then to to be a part of what happened later on uh and so that I, that part was definitely a, sp- a special thing
1: I I agree with you hearing Chadwick Boseman was he was a great actor he he's he inhabited a role and he he played it really well, and he owned it. And it's you know that that's a what if story in the real world that I would love is you know what if Chad Chadwick Boseman were still with us, I'd love to see what he does with his career. Hmm. And that would have been mm-hmm. really really interesting. And I, I I agree with you. He brings a presence. I think probably the thing that that makes me put distance between myself and that episode is Thanos. If they, they got greedy with that episode. Mm-hmm. I agree. Having Thanos be a decent dude as a result, I, that's where I disconnect. I was with it up until that point where I was like, eh. I even love the fact that whether they intended it or not, that they made the most brilliant Blazing Saddles level commentary on the idiocy of racism. When the Ravagers abduct T'Challa and Yondu says, this isn't even the right kid. And I always forget his name. The Sean Gunn character says, what are you talking about? Two eye holes, two ear holes, a mouth hole. It's the same. Every human looks the same. Like I enjoy moments like that specifically because whether they intend to or not, it demonstrates the fact that yeah, to an alien species, they wouldn't see any racial differences between us. They'd see us and they'd be like, well, it's a human. What, what What difference is there between them? And that's that's actually a really important sort of thing to put out there. Just very casually throw out there. Say, yeah, humans are humans. Mm-hmm. What, are you, what are you talking about?
0: I think the thing that, that worked for me the most in this series, and I kind of mentioned it before, but I really – this was one of the most inventive things that the MCU has done in a long time. Uh, especially as we've been kind of working through this Phase 4 where so much of it is is honestly felt tired, I think. And this just mm. felt like because they didn't have to play in the same sandbox, really, they were able to create something that was truly fun and truly interesting in a way that a lot of the MCU hasn't been since the end of phase three for me. And so that's the thing that really stood out to me by the, with this is that uh, just because it really truly felt like the MCU was doing something interesting again. Yes,
1: I just, let's just go ahead and embrace it. I, I did not dislike the series because of the last episode. I did not even dislike the last episode, but just having the compulsion to tie it all together, I think is the biggest earmark of this being an MCU series that they can't just tell stories. They have to find a way to turn it all into a post-credits sequence. Yeah. And that's the thing where I'm like, okay, guys, couldn't we just, just this once? Mm -hmm. Couldn't we just just relax about that? Just have it be some fun stuff we talk about. So you're
0: saying let it
1: be, let it be?
0: Yeah, uh, you know, words of wisdom. <laughs> let it be. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm interested. Then in, you know, a, it's a short series. They're short episodes, and this one will be short too. Uh, so I'm fascinated to see kind of where you land. Then with the ratings for what if it's
1: tough. Uh, you know the the joke that I have been making is it shouldn't have been called what if it should have been called who cares but that's just me being a comedian. I I I can recognize the fact that even though there are episodes where I look at them and I say to myself there's no way this is this series is getting above 3 stars. I then think about just how much I enjoyed what if Doctor Strange lost his heart instead of his hands. I did enjoy what if zombies even though I thought it should have been drastically shorter. What if Killmonger rescued Tony Stark? Mm -hmm. That would have been an absolutely killer 16-minute episode. At at its current runtime, it's, it's a little indulgent. And I do like What if Ultron won? Because that's something you have to wonder, and I think you give a great point where it makes the character interesting in a way that the movie could not. Or did not, I should say. So I will wind up giving... What if a 3.5, because at the very least, they did make me intrigued enough to say, what are they going to do next time? And so if they can just loosen themselves a little bit more, season two could be even better for me. And so I would, I'm this is one of the series where I say, okay, let's have a season two. Let's see where this goes. Let's see what we can do. So that's where I am, 3.5. Yeah,
0: that's that's actually great. I I thought you might actually just land at a 3. So the fact that, you know, you went to a 3.5 and and mentioned that, you know, this was intriguing enough to, you know, have your attention for a, you know, season 2 is really uh, good for the series then. Um, You know, for me the fact that it created its own little MCU universe outside the other MCU universe, but in this universe we can do the craziest things without having to worry about it actually made me more interested in the series and like it so much more than some of the MCU universe outside the larger. Um, Mm -hmm. And I really ended up enjoying this series a lot more than I thought I was going to. And I agree with your criticisms that I think almost every episode probably could have been shorter. Some of them maybe quite a bit shorter and it would have made it pro- uh, possibly like a 5-star series. So I'm going to take a whole star away because I think that the mm. editing here uh, just needed to be better. Um but even with my frustration of the the animation not being something astounding, I really enjoyed the storyline here. And I enjoyed the reinvention of the characters that they ended up pulling in. And uh, I liked that, again, we kind of created this almost more interesting MCU at this point in Phase 4 than the larger. And so I give this four out of five stars uh, because I ended up really enjoying it. um, And that leads me to another great question, John, which is what is your ranking for the MCU?
1: It's difficult because in terms of ranking in, in the great order of the MCU, even more so than Loki, which I gave a pretty good rank to yeah, at the end you of did. it. Um, this is one that's more snackable.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, in a sense where it rests in the order, I could see myself watching a 30 minute episode that I enjoyed a lot, going back to it and just saying, you know, I just want to watch this again, right. just enjoy it. But does that mean it deserves to be ranked higher than certain things? You know, unfortunately, yeah, it does. And it's it's gonna be weird. But um I I can honestly say that okay, all right, winter soldier will I think ever top it. Iron Man 3, Ant-Man, Guardians Volume 2, Iron Man Avengers Endgame, Black Panther, Guardians of the Galaxy, Doctor Strange, Loki, Captain America Civil War, Captain America The First Avenger, Ant-Man and the Wasp, and then I'm going to have to put What If before Leterrier's The Incredible Hulk. Wow. And Avengers Finish. Infinity War and Thor and blah 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 because you know what no this is where it gets tough because would i watch even a 30 minute episode before infinity war there's a certain point in infinity war where it's like a where it's like a star wars movie where if i start at a certain point nothing's stopping it so i'll actually go ahead and say that i'll put it after infinity war so it'll be ant-man and the wasp incredible hulk avengers infinity war then What If, then Thor, then Spider-Man, uh, Homecoming, then Avengers, then Howard the Duck, WandaVision, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Spider-Man, Far From Home, Thor 2, Iron Man 2, Thor 3, Avengers Age of Ultron, Black Widow, and Captain Marvel. And I will note that for some reason, even though WandaVision, Loki, and Falcon and the Winter Soldier are available to put in my ranking on Letterbox.com. Can't put what if in here.
0: Oh, I found what if. You can put it in there. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. did?
1: What do I have to type in? Uh
0: I had to put in the dot 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 question mark. And uh Oh, that's just yeah, dumb. It's, so anyway, you can find it. So Oh <laughs> it took me a while, but you, you can put it in there. So Well, thank you're you. You're welcome. I was frustrated by that too today until I figured it out. Uh so winter soldier, Iron Man, Iron Man three. Civil War, Endgame, First Avenger, Black Panther, Guardians 2, Ant-Man, What If? Doctor Strange, Incredible Hulk, Homecoming, Guardians of the Galaxy, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Loki, Avengers, Far From Home, Infinity War, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Dark World, Iron Man 2, Thor, Howard the Duck... Black Widow, Age of Ultron, Captain Marvel, WandaVision, Ragnarok at the bottom. So, yeah, What If is pretty high up there. And and what you said uh, about it being, like, snackable, it's like I am much more, uh, you know, willing to kind of just go back and watch one of those 30-minute episodes then I mean, even though I love Doctor Strange, like I'm still more likely to watch parts of What If before that. So, uh, and the same with like a there you go. Incredible Hulk and everything after. So, yeah, um, it's uh, it was a lot of fun. So I can't wait till we uh, get to our next viewing for Assembling Avengers, which is uh, the next two things are Shang Chi and then the Eternals. Because they're both films that's going to allow us to kind of have some closer episodes uh, because it doesn't take as much for us to have to go through, uh, you know, when you're having to watch, you know, nine to 10 episodes or more of a a series. We got to have more time. We got other things going on. But uh, you'll get some quicker episodes coming up as we hit Shang-Chi next. But John, before we do that, where can people find you if they want to catch up with you?
1: Well, you can find me online as Kessel Junkie, K E S S E L J U N K I E, and you can find me over on the Nerd Party Network regularly appearing on two shows, one of them called House Lights, where we look at the work of directors through different categories, decades, and different ways to uh, look at their works. Um, I co-host that with Tristan Riddell and Darren Moser. Delightful delightful people who are wrong when they disagree with me and you can find me on aggressive negotiations a star wars podcast that i co-host with you one mr matthew rushing
0: and of course uh, i am all over social media under the name matt rushing 02 twitter instagram letterbox vero find me here on the network of course in the main 602 club show i'm doing a bunch of other shows on the network as well literary tracks about the books and the comics of star trek War 5 about Star Trek Enterprise The Orb about Star Trek Deep Space Nine Saddle Up about Star Trek Strange New Worlds and The Artificial Tangos we're going to be talking about Star Trek Picard Season 3 coming up so you want to check that out and over on the Nerd Party Network when I'm not at aggressive negotiations with John Mills there is a completed show there called Owl Posts I did that with Drea Kaufman and we talked about every single chapter of the Harry Potter series one chapter at a time but thank you so much for joining us Avengers!